This week on the podcast, Sexy Maria helps us dish out some husband tips. Another episode of Fuck My Life. Legendary rocker Carmine Apice tells us a story about him, Rod Stewart, John Lennon, and his mom's pan of lasagna. Plus some nerd news. Questions before answering a $200 order of fries. And we look at weird new dog breeds. All this week on the podcast. Live from Crapper Creek, Alaska. The podcast. Things are obviously coming back around in Manhattan. Remember, there's like nobody there. All the stores are closed. Everything is like, oh, it's going to die forever. Nope. Now they've got a restaurant selling a side order of French fries for $200 a pop. And they've got all these truffles and truffle oils. And then it happens to mention at the end, oh, and 23 karat gold dust sprinkled on it. Well, yeah, that's going to make anything worth $200. You didn't need the truffle oil just as, oh, we, we, had, the, we had some Vienna sausages and they're $200 because we sprinkled the gold dust on. Well, yeah, you're paying for the gold dust. It's not like they're excellent Vienna sausages. I mean, 200 bucks for a side order. It's not like a gourmet meal of French fries. It's a side order of French fries. You got to ask yourself some serious questions. If you're going to plop down 200 bucks for a side order of French fries. Questions like, hmm. Is there a cheaper way to fill the emptiness in my soul? Are my dining dash skills still up to par? Is this why people should avoid buying food when they're really high? Yes, yes. Will I have any money left over for the $600 onion rings? And are the fries really worth my entire weekly paycheck? I do work in radio. Should I just get fries at McDonald's and spend the other $199 on lottery tickets? Do they even come with a carton with a peel-off Monopoly game piece? Probably not. No, no, they don't. Could I possibly turn this into a moneymaker, say, by selling the fries individually on Facebook Marketplace? I'd go eBay. Is this just my little way of trying to be like those billionaires with their spaceships? Probably. And wouldn't it really be easier to just point and laugh at poor people? Sure. Can I pay for it in Bitcoin? No. How can I make sure my ex sees me eating these? <laughs> Is there, say, a more effective way to let the world know I'm an arrogant D-bag? And one more thing to Will ask. Will I even survive the credit check? No. You're not going to get any of that. All questions you should ask before spending 200 bucks on a friggin' side order of french fries. <laughs> are you hungry? Sure you are. I know, you haven't had your second breakfast yet. That's where the Foodie Roundup comes in. Not only the Foodie Roundup, we have a sponsor for the Foodie Roundup now, and that's my good friends down at Bobby's Downtown. Every week, they're going to bring you the foodie roundup here. What a better place, right? Excellent food. Great people. I always feel like family when I go there. Such a great bar as well. Just amazing, folks. Raina and Bobby. Oh, yeah. And I think they're hiring right now. They've been looking for us, and they pay well. Good pennies. Come on. Doesn't get better than that. Check them out. Bobby's downtown. I'll probably be there tonight. You ought to join me. But right now, we got stuff to do because we're hungry. It's time for that foodie roundup. Yeah! All the food news you need, a uh, report comes out. Average person will eat 39 scoops of ice cream this summer. That's what they said. It's on the list. 
along with things like going to the beach, make us happy, childhood memories. It's a lot of ice cream. It's a lot of ice cream. But uh, speaking of ice cream, would you try Kraft Macaroni and Cheese ice cream? Uh Uh-huh. It's a thing, man. Now, the other day, National Macaroni and Cheese Day, Kraft celebrated introducing their macaroni and cheese flavored ice cream. And it's real. It's a limited edition thing, but a pint will set you back 12 bucks. All right, uh, they, the, would you try some? Today.com did a poll. About 48% said hell no. 43% said yes. Uh, Eater.com uh, did an early taste test, said it's very good. Nothing short of magical. Mm, all right, we'll, we'll try anything once. $200 French fries. Um, New York must be coming back. I don't think we'll see this on the uh, menu at Bobby's. At least I hope not. It's called Serendipity 3 in Manhattan. $200, for it, but it's made with all this truffle sauce and special things. Oh, and did they mention they sprinkle it with gold dust? Well, you could take a can of Spam for $200 if you sprinkle it with gold dust. Stupid. Yeah! Elsewhere in our foodie roundup, top words we love to see on food labels and the top words we hate. The ones we like, fresh, natural, healthy, real, and local. But uh, not everybody are into it. Most of the top words we hate to see are also healthy words, just not the ones people who eat meat are attracted. Processed is the number one hated. The rest of the five most hated words on vegan, plant-based, gluten-free, and organic. (laughs) Yeah, we don't. They're just blowing smoke up our butts. Let's be honest. Well, Taco Bell's been known to cause a fire inside, figuratively, but some employees made it happen for real. Just after 4th of July, they set off a bunch of fireworks in a Taco Bell in Nashville. Caught on the surveillance camera. Then they came up with a brilliant plan to do the same thing in a trash can in the main dining room. Filmed it with their phones. Um, eh, it caused a bit of a fire and 30 grand of damage. Speaking of Taco Bell, the... Uh, Doritos Locos Taco was missing from an order and the delivery woman for DoorDash in the photo the lady had on her camera actually had Dorito dust on her fingers. (laughs) Busted her. Meanwhile, an entire staff at Burger King quit and wrote, sorry for the inconvenience on the marquee. They were done. Uh, yeah. About this whole... You know, maybe you wouldn't get so pissed off at us for getting your French fry order wrong. Maybe we wouldn't all walk off. Just be nicer to these people that work in the food industry. They work their butts off for you. And because of them, you get a meal. So be nice. Don't go in there and go, Hey, I ordered the $200 plate of fries. That's your foodie roundup. Now go eat something. Well, I don't know how edumacated you are, but you know, this show, we try to entertain and edumacate. And that's why we like to bring you, you know, science stuff. Because science and stuff. Time for some nerd news, boys and girls. All right, here's the latest nerd news. 
The closest relative we've found to a modern-day human discovered in China. They named him Homo Longi, which means dragon man. Okay, that's pretty cool. He lived 146,000 years ago. Was around 50 years old when he died. Dragon Man. I want to be Dragon Man. In beauty news, a new AI program can tell how much younger a facelift makes you look. And says patients overestimate it. The average person who gets a facelift thinks they look almost seven years younger. But AI says, "Mm, more like four. And it's just being polite. Of course, your forehead looks like it's made of wax now, and I don't think you've blinked in a few hours. (laughs) How about some sex news? I got you now, right? A study at Oxford found that, in general, the age when you decide to lose your virginity might be genetic. Okay. 40-year-old virgin? I don't know. Sure, my wife Maria waited till she was 21, right? Oh, I'm sure. In parenting news, which kind of relates to the last one. Anyway, another new study found spanking does not help long term and can make kids misbehave even more. Oh, yeah, let's do the timeout because that's worked so well. I don't know. I got my butt handed to me a couple times. It worked. In animal news, a new study found it's rare, but some types of spiders can eat snakes. Up to 30 times their own size. Oh, that's got a double creep factor to that story. I don't like spiders and snakes. As the song goes, 80% of those incidents happen in Australia or the U.S. Of course, Australia. Everything wants to kill you in Australia. And finally, the absolute best photo ever taken of Adams was just released last week. There's still just fuzzy red dots. Researchers at Cornell magnified an image 100 million times. Twice the resolution of the old record set in 2018. But of course, the Adams blinked and had its eyes shut. Ugh. Do another one. At least it wasn't making a duck face. That's your nerd news. From the farthest North Rock station in the world, it's the Crapper Creek Podcast. Maria. Hi, sweetie. Baby, what are you doing? Okay, so what I have here, and this could be very helpful, it's uh, top tips for being a better husband. Oh, okay. And personally, I think I'm a damn good husband. I think you are too. See how awesome you are? Okay. So, and we (laughs) have a a lot. one too. And we have a, yes, I know when to shut up. We have a lot of married uh, couples that listen to this show, listen Mm -hmm. to us. So I thought maybe uh, we'd throw out these tips and you could tell us, um, you know, uh, if they're spot on or not. Whether you're getting points or not? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> for, for instance, guys, um, keep her as far away from Brad Pitt as possible. That would be number one. You mean Angelina Jolie. <laughs> oh, that's right. I meant, uh, I meant other wives, not you. She's um, too pretty. Oh, she's so pretty. All right. Anywho. All right. Instead of pressuring her to exercise, just simply leave a trail of M&Ms to the treadmill. See, that wouldn't work. <laughs> How does it work when you try to make me go to the gym? How does that work for you? I ain't leaving no pile of M&Ms. And if you left a trail of M&Ms to the gym, that's where I'd stop, at the door. <laughs> right. All right. Uh, let's see. Oh, and yes, give her the uh, neck and back massage. 
without I, um without the uh, uh, obvious uh, husband strings. Ending. The happy ending. <laughs> you said that. I didn't say that. I didn't. You, you didn't said have that. To. I know exactly what you were saying. You said that. Um. Oh, you could ask her how her day at work went. You know, without plugging your ears, rolling your eyes, and saying, "Here we go." <laughs> Okay, then. And remember, never, ever forget her birthday. But it's okay to forget how old she is. That's okay. That's actually pretty awesome. I like that. The answer is always 38, by the way. Oh, always is it? 30. Yeah, always 38. <laughs> Someone's got to tell my body that. <laughs> oh, oh, here's a great one. This is great husband advice. And I learned this from my dad. When in doubt, shut the hell up. <laughs> That's a really smart one, too. Right. You can get yourself in trouble. Especially if you've been drinking. And remember, when she's the one driving, make sure to wear your blindfold and noise-canceling headphones at all times. God, you, 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 all right, I, I'm not that bad. No, you're actually pretty good, unless you're backing into a spot. Then I I'll, don't back up unless it's a motorhome. I know. How come, and wait, how can you can back up a motorhome <laughs> and a trailer, I, I might add, I but I not just, a car? What the hell I is that? I guess I just like the bigger ones. Okay, uh, moving on. <laughs> Remember, no matter what she's wearing, she looks amazing in it. You keep that in mind. Yes, I believe always. you get in trouble for that all the time. Are you really? Do you really want to wear that? <laughs> I, I would only if you wore something that was like frumpy or, and and didn't wasn't flattering to you. I would be the first to tell you because because I'm, I'm your on, bro. I had that really cute dress on this weekend. You were like, that's too. That looks too good. I, I said, I, I just, we were going outside to a dirt parking lot and you're in this beautiful full length uh, sundress and I thought you'd get cold. It was super com- comfy. Okay. Um, here's another <laughs> good one for you husbands. Whenever possible, uh, this is a good one. Uh, try to be Ryan Gosling. Chicks love Ryan Gosling. Who's Ryan Gosling? He's a blonde haired actor with the sick abs. Hmm. <laughs> He's not the one with the big nose, is he? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, all right. He's okay then. <laughs> all right. There we go. And finally, um, by the way, here's a good one for you guys. You know that thing you love in bed? Yeah, quit asking for it. She hates doing it. <laughs> That's a good one for guys. <laughs> that doesn't mean you stop asking for it. No, gosh, no. No, because, you know. Uh, yeah, because you're men. Yeah, you got to keep fishing to catch that one. <laughs> yeah, once every five years. Worth it. Totally, totally worth it. Thanks, baby. Love you, baby. All right. So here's the first thing I want to talk about with you folks. Uh, Do you have a favorite music moment? That one you wish you could have seen live? We've all been there at the big concerts and the big shows and seen some great ones. Well, a recent poll found that the top 10 moments people wish they were at. So I thought I'd bring in uh, another rock enthusiast, a gentleman who's been at some shows over his years, and that is Mr. Jerry Uh, Evans. Hi, Jerry. Yeah, boy, that's a tough one, Glenn. Well, now here's the thing is is, uh, I know we've had this in our little monthly uh, Zoom meetings with other rock enthusiasts, our little music club, about concerts we've been to or wish we would have seen. Right. And uh, you've seen some good ones. You've seen Queen live. You've seen Pink Floyd doing, doing The Wall yep. and, and yep. Zeppelin. And we've seen uh, uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan and B.B. King Grateful and Dare, Clapton. Rolling so we, we've seen yeah. some great yeah, The Stones. Right. And these are the ones people say they wish they would have been to. Number 10 was Woodstock. Hard to argue that one. Yep, hard to argue. Right. 
But I have a little trouble with the two right in front of that at number eight oh, and nine. God, I'm number not going to like the Spice Girls reuniting at the 2012 Summer Olympics. I'm not. I'm okay. not kidding. Okay, that, that that doesn't leave me a lot of faith in the other eight. Answers. No, no, because the one above that was Lady Gaga's halftime show at Super Bowl Fifty One. It was horrible. I think I just threw up a little in my mouth. Number seven. Now, how can that? That was Lady Gaga halftime. Yeah, but they okay. say um, only uh, one better was James Brown's performance at the Apollo in nineteen sixty three, and at number six, Shakira and J Lo's halftime show, which was just as horrible. So. They're putting James Brown at the Apollo between Lady Gaga and Shakira on Miss Concerts. Can you friggin' believe that? Well, no, that, the Shakira thing I'd like to see in the privacy of my own home, but I don't really <laughs> want to go to this no. Super Bowl game to now, see that. Number five, I kind of agree. Prince, his rainy halftime show when he did Purple Rain at Super Bowl 41. Okay. That would have been good. Stones yeah. at Hyde Park, number four. Yeah. I agree with that one. Number three, Beatles Rooftop Concert, 1969, their final show. Okay. Yep, uh, I like that. Number two, Elton John's performance of Candle in the Wind at Princess Di's funeral. All right, it's uh, beautiful, but that's sad. I, that, that wasn't a yeah. happy, woo, yeah! yeah. No. And finally, number one, Whitney Houston singing the Star Spangled Banner at Super Bowl twenty-five. That's the number one concert that people wish they could have seen. Who, what, who, who did that list? Um, idiots. Because <laughs> it sounds like it. Young children. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, uh, some site called SWNS Digital dot com. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I don't. I don't subscribe to that. But like right now. No, no, I am unsubscribing that list. <laughs> Lady Gaga. Yeah, Shakira. Oh, oh yeah, I'd rather see that again than James Brown. Jeez, Lady Gaga. I'd rather be in front row at Altamont than the Lady Gaga concert. I'd rather be the first people in line for the Who in Cincinnati. (laughs) (laughs) And with that, Uh, I think we're done here. I'd rather be on the plane with Buddy Holly. Okay, now we're going too far. Now we're going too far. Okay. All right, we're done here. Okay. (laughs) All right, you may feel a little bitter about your life and, oh, this sucks, everything's bad. No, it's not. It's not. You just got to keep it all in perspective. And we do that with a segment we call F My Life. Yes! My life. Oh. All right, let's start with our first F My Life, shall we? Here you go. Today, when my boyfriend got home, I told him about how I'd had the worst day with our baby. Without blinking an eye, he told me to just say the word. He would drive the baby to a different city and anonymously surrender our son to a fire station, and all of our suffering would be over. And he was completely serious. My life! walked into my house with my friend only to discover my husband half naked yelling at the TV screen watching soccer game by half naked I mean just wearing a shirt day I went to visit an ex-boyfriend in New York slept at his place in the night while he was asleep I had to pee really bad so I went into the bathroom 
where I found his mom, passed out, drunk, asleep on the toilet, leading me to pee my pants. My life. <laughs> Today, my boyfriend realized I'm from the part of Louisiana where we actually hunt gators for food, and he dumped me. Why? Because he didn't want to be a city boy who ends up fathering redneck kids and having to sail through a swamp to see the in-laws. Really? I was having an intense erotic dream last night. It was going great until I thought, gosh, I hope this isn't a dream. And that caused me to wake up. And this isn't the first time I've clock blocked myself in a dream. Only the word isn't clock. I passed her a church that was holding a funeral. As I greeted the grieving family, somebody asked how I was doing. And without thought, I responded, that's good to be alive. Ah, uh, today I'm temporarily staying at my parents' place because my mom injured her knee and can't walk uh, for the second time. And uh, for the second time, I caught my father walking around with his rooster dangling. Went on a blind date with a guy who talked about himself in third person. Seriously. I confronted my mom because I locked my bedroom door every time I'd leave the house. Then when I came home, the door was open in a jar. She, she got really defensive and then confessed. It's because she and her boyfriend want to make passionate love on my king-size bed because hers isn't big enough. Ew, ew, and ew. Finally, today I had to give a video presentation at work. Lots of suits, lots of big corporate people. My video was on animal abuse, but my dumbass brother thought it would be really funny to override it with a video of me singing Work Bitch by Britney Spears. There you go. See, your life ain't so bad after all. From the farthest North Rock station in the world. It's the Crapper Creek Podcast. And on the phone with us all the way from America, down there in his home in Florida, it's Carmine Peace taking care of the bug extermination crew around his house. They, rec- <laughs> they recognized you and you gave them some swag. That's got to be cool. It's like, oh, man, that's Carmine Peace. And then to have Carmine good. give you, and, and you gave him, I was, I was listening as you gave him a bunch of CDs, some uh, uh, cactus and vanilla fudge and guitar Zeus, and you hooked him up. Yeah, yeah, I gave Vanilla Fudge a Led Zeppelin album. And All I right. gave him uh, the double album of Guitars that has everything on it. Awesome. You know? Right on. And he was a young kid. You know, I was surprised he knew me. I'm and surprised he, was... he knew me with the new hair. Yeah, I know. He did. He knew you and he was all into it. Uh, it was very cool. The name. Maybe, maybe saw the name on the bill, you know? Maybe maybe so. Welcome to the pro. But even that, having a young folks uh, still recognize who you are and know the, the greatness of your rock and roll history, you got a little bit of clout behind you there brother uh carmine yeah, Peace, yeah. legendary rocker with us once again uh now you've been working we played uh, lisa g's song again it's really good good and now you gotta uh, did you call try and hook up the interview with her? i haven't interviewed her but uh that's on the dot that's what i'm planning to do for the next show and, okay, good. and i want to get her on Great. the podcast as well so that'll be fun yes yes yeah. So I have some uh, so last night I went out and I spent two hours having uh, drinking with Rod Stewart. You did. Bar. You and yeah. Rod Stewart in a bar. Yeah. How's he doing? Yeah. He's doing good. He's doing really good. He was there with his son and uh it was really fun the way we, we hooked up, you know, like uh I, I he 
you know, he told me, well, I'll be at this lounge in this in this hotel, you know, at 6.30. So I said, okay. So I figured I'd get there quarter to 7. So I'm not there exactly 6.30. So I got there quarter to 7. And I pulled up. I bypassed the, the hotel. And I went to the corner made a U-turn. Coming down the street was a, a white Lamborghini. I'm thinking, oh, I wonder if that's Rod. And I look in the driver, and there's some young kid. I said, oh, that's not Rod. So I let him go, and I make the U-turn. And sure enough, he pulls up right in front of the hotel, the valet. I pull up behind him with my F-Jag, you know? And, and then I see Rod get out of the passenger seat, and I beep the horn and scared the shit out of him. Excuse me. <laughs> you know? And, and he didn't notice, you know, it was me, so he walked in. And then when I walked in after him, I said, hey, dude, that was me beeping the horn. And he says, wow, you look great. He said, wow, I like the new hair. He says, you're looking good. Wow, you look healthy. You look really good. You look happy. So thanks, man. Uh, you know, I, you know. We sat down. We ordered a drink, and and we we just talked about so many different things, from health to the old days and the crazy stuff we did, and and uh, you know, talking to his son. That was his son that was, that was driving. I didn't realize it because I haven't seen him. Uh, I saw him at the Rod's seventieth birthday party for a minute, so I really didn't get to know him. So I didn't know what he looked like. And, uh, and so you guys got to spend some time. Uh, that's pretty cool. And now, yeah, when you guys look really back, good. when you looked back together at those times with you and the Rod Stewart band, what, what, was there a particular moment you guys both brought up and said, oh, yeah, that time? Uh, we brought up a lot of moments, like, uh, you know, playing six nights at the Forum in L.A. And I you remember I said, I told you, let's push for the seventh day. Like, you know, Ty Led Zeppelin with the, the, the biggest nights at the Forum. He said, yeah, I remember. I didn't do it. I said, that's right. Ah. And, then, and, they said, and then we did six nights at the at the garden. I said, no, we only did five at the garden. And I said, because I know that because that's my hometown. You know? Yeah, that's yeah. You know how many. When that's you... the story of that's the story of the John Lennon and my mother, Lasagna. You know, was, was those shows, you know. And uh, John Lennon and little... Lasagna. Oh, you come on. You Wait, what? Story. No, I don't know this story. What the hell are you talking about? Oh. All right. All right, now you got to back up okay. on this. Uh, okay. Briefly, give us a synopsis of the story. Hi, my, bro- my brother Vinny played in a band that was managed by the record plant. John Lennon was re- recording with Jimmy Iovine as the engineer at the record plant. Jimmy was friends with my brother. They uh, all grew up in Brooklyn. And uh, so Jimmy came up and said, hey, I need some hand claps for this artist downstairs. The artist was John Lennon. So they did hand claps on whatever gets you through the night. Oh, whatever gets you through the night. I remember that yeah, song. So yeah, your brother yeah. was one of the guys that were clapping on that? Yes. So <laughs> then they became friends with John Lennon, really good friends. They played the last gig that John ever played as his backing band. Anyway, so one day my brother says, you like Italian food? My mother makes Italian food great. She made Italian food for Rod Stewart, Jeff Beck, Rick Derringer, you know, and they all loved it. He goes, yeah, I love it. And he goes, what would you like? Oh, how about some lasagna? So my mother makes lasagna for John Lennon gives it to my brother, and my brother gives it to John, and then my mother never hears nothing. So when we're playing Five Nights at the Garden on the last night, my parents came to the show, and then we had a big party at one of the big uh, discotheques in New York at the time. And 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 John came, but I don't know who, well, I don't think it was Yoko, it must have been uh, May Pang. Anyway, so John came, and uh, my mother said, hey, is that John Lennon over there? I said, yes. Yeah. So I, I met him that afternoon at the gig. So we went over. I said, hey, John, hey, just my parents, my mother, father, and you know, my mother made you lasagna. Vinny gave it to you? She says, oh, yeah. So my mother says, I never heard. Did you like it? She says, he says, oh, I loved it. So my mother says, can I have my pan back? 
How's that? Right, Imagine then, asking John Lennon for your pan back. The next question: Did John ever get your mom the pan back? No. <laughs> oh, he didn't live dude. that long. After oh, that. sadly. Was, oh. That was like that was a, a probably he only lived a year a, a year and one oh, month. Oh, so bummer! That. What a great story. Well, thanks for sharing, dude. Yeah. Uh, next week, I want to hear more about your uh, little dinner uh, soiree uh, uh, drinks with the Rod Stewart. We've kind of run yeah. out of time. Let's do that okay, next dude. week. Carmine, thanks so much. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm a big sports fan on the weekends. I'll watch a game, NBA playoffs, NHL, some baseball, even golf. I'm all in. But you know what? Uh, I, I got to admit it. When the dog shows come on, I am all into the dog shows. The agility, the field dogs, the actual dog shows. I, I love it. What a Pekingese win this year. A little tiny, crappy little dog, which is adorable, I guess, but whatever. Snub my labs one more time. Just go ahead. But every year they always come out with all these new dog breeds that they tell you and they give you the little history. I love it. Did you hear some of them? I don't know if you remember this one. Dog number 1185, the Bull Shih Tzu. The Bull Shih Tzu is the product of an unauthorized breeding program that took place behind a neighbor's garage. Defined by its strong jaw and tiny legs, some yeah. say the Bull Shih Tzu resembles a furry reptile. But don't let its stature fool you. Its dumps are full size. <laughs> this is dog 1185, the Bull Shih Tzu. All right. I, 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 I like that one. I'm looking for a new dog. Let's see. Uh, the Bung Beetle. Is this? Do you remember that one? Here we go. Dog 2187, the Hungarian Bung Beetle. Known for its intrusive snout and for lingering just a bit too long during the doggy handshake. The Hungarian Bung Beagle is often used by law enforcement to retrieve contraband during shower time in women's prisons. This is dog 2187, the Hungarian Bung Beagle. That's a talented beast right there. All right, we got here. Hold on. I like this one too. The Cambodian Mine Finder ah, is yes. easily identified by its unique three legged gait and <laughs> flinchy disposition. Originally called the Blast Beagle. The Cambodian mine finder is a trusted friend who hates the 4th of July. <laughs> this is number 279, the Cambodian mine finder. Uh, I need a dog that uh, digs the 4th of July. I got one more here to check out. I like I like this one. Let's see this one. Uh, it's American. Dog 887, the Kentucky Pudhound. Ah, American breed. The Kentucky Pudhound takes its name from its unusual profile, which has been compared to a gerbil duct taped to a large salami. <laughs> Its rear silhouette is equally as impressive and said to be breathtaking. <laughs> this is dog 887, the Kentucky Pud Hound. Hey, who doesn't need a new pup? From the farthest North Rock station in the world, it's the Crapper Creek Podcast. Too much fun, folks. Uh, thanks for being here with us. Next week, questions to ask before buying an air fryer. Sex with Maria stuff. My tips for a proper handshake in this post-COVID world. And things we probably regret saying out loud when drunk. All that next week on the podcast from Crapper Creek, Alaska. Join me weekdays from a radio show. 6 to 10 a.m. Alaska time at xrock959.com right here from the cabin. Live from Crapper Creek on Twitter. 
and search Glentertainment on YouTube. And don't forget, we're on Facebook as well. Till next week, from the cabin, we'll talk to you. You've been listening to Live from Crapper Creek, the podcast with Glenner, produced by Mike Cook. For the full morning show, log on to the live stream at xrock959.com. This has been a Glentertainment production.